fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. It is a Friday. Hey, you finally made it, man. The end of the week is here. Pat yourself on the back. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel, although that tunnel looks very bright and hot and really hot with triple digit weather coming across the nation again by this weekend and into next week. I am so sick of that, man. Where's my negative 20 degree temperatures? I think it's time I move up to Alaska. Welcome <laughs> welcome into the program. Great to have you along for the ride today. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country. Multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. Your Millennial General reporting for duty today as always, and it's so great to have you along for the ride. Right as we were going into the intro, I was looking at this headline on the mainstream media. CBS News was talking about how there's so many new variants of the COVID-19 virus right now, and does the vaccination protect you against those new strains? Now, of course, this is happening at the same time that fall season's here, the same time as back to school's here, the same time that children are back there, the same time that flu season is right around the corner. So uh, do you think that everybody's scared again? Do you think we're going to? No, no, we're not. You don't think we're scared this time? Don't think we're going to be running out there to get the boosters? I I mean, as we talked with our wonderful guests yesterday, both uh, Deanna Klein and Dr. Joseph Ladapo, both said that the booster shot rates across the nation have been dropping dramatically. Last year wasn't anywhere near what they wanted it to be, so now they have to find new ways to scare you. You're back to school, you're acceptable, the kids are going to be coming home with the snot wiped all over their arms, uh, sneezing on each other, putting things in their mouths, and you, my friends, will probably get some type of virus, and if it's COVID, then it will probably kill you. So, there's that. Which, by the way, I have to say, I think that this week, uh, looking at our Week in Review here on the program, I think has been relatively successful. As we've done our uh, week-long salute. We're all going to die because of you! To health. (laughs) As we have talked to numerous different doctors on numerous different topics. From psychological stuff and mental health awareness and the LGBTQ transitioning of children and uh, actual medical things and COVID-19 and the COVID-19 vaccine. I think overall, it's been a relatively successful week for our week-long themed show regarding health issues. Now, obviously, we haven't talked about health uh, the entire program for all five days, but it has been a great one. In fact, we had a, uh, a great friend, a great partner with us here in the local Wichita area coming uh, today, and he was even sporting it, man, non-vaccinated, and he was sporting the shirt, and he was proud to support the Health Week, so uh, we appreciate you with Napoleon Appliance Repair. Mike, you guys are awesome here in the Wichita area. We love you to death, and thank you so much uh, for that. Bottom of this hour, we're going to continue that trend on with the, throughout the program today as well. Bottom of this hour, we have Mac Haddo. He is the Senior Fellow for the American Kratom Association. Now, we've had Mac on the program before, and some of you may have heard it, some not. But the question is, number one, what is Kratom? What does it do for you? And why are they in the news lately? Because apparently now the FDA is trying to crack down on Kratom across the nation. There was actually a headline here in the in the Kansas area just a couple weeks ago of an individual that ended up dying from Kratom from overdosing. Now, I will say, if you're overdosing on Kratom and dying from it, you must be taking a lot of Kratom. 
because uh, for those that don't know, Kratom is essentially a natural pain medication, which we can talk about more in depth with the expert here in just a little bit. Uh, but uh, it's essentially a pain medication to where you don't have to take a Vicodin or some type of pain medication from a phar- pharmaceutical that could be potentially addicting, as this is not addicting. But you have to take, in order for you to feel like anything, you have to take like three, four, five of them at a time because they're not as potent because they don't want them to be addictive. So for you to overdose on something like that, man, that's uh, almost kind of impressive with how crazy that would have to be to take that amount. So we'll talk with Matt coming up at the bottom of the hour. To kick off the program, though, we have to do our continued salute. We're all going to die because of you! (laughs) (laughs) To health with our latest in What's Trending. What's trending today? And as you know, it is back to school across the nation. All the students mostly, for the most part, back at it, ready to go, which means we are going to start seeing those young kids, especially the elementary kids, coming with the slobber all over themselves and their crayons. And I'm not talking about Joe Biden, uh, although that would be something that would be unsurprising for us as well. But we see the kids coming back with some type of flu, some type of cold, sneezing like crazy, sharing it amongst their friends, bringing it home and spreading it amongst the family members, in which case so begins the ongoing rotation of how you can get sick and not be able to get it out of the house. So to talk about that, I figured this is the perfect time during our wrap-up of the week-long health week on the program to talk to our next guest. Now you know her voice. You've recognized her many times before. But I have to introduce her properly here as she is a master herbalist. She is the owner of Hoosier Health. And yes, for those of you that may have listened to the program for any stint of time, she is Mrs. Voice of Reason jumping on the program with us here, Tiffany. Who's your Mrs. Voice of Reason? How are you today, darling? Oh, wonderful, Mr. Voice of Reason. Thanks for having me. It's an well, honor to be a guest. Well, this is a perfect time as we do our Health Week salute here on the show, talking about different types of health and ways that you can keep yourself healthy. And being the master herbalist and the way that you keep us healthy and not getting sick as much as we potentially could be, uh, it's it's the perfect time to maybe give some tips and even a soft opening and awareness for those that don't know about Hoosier Health and what you've been working on behind the scenes, what we've been working on with Hoosier Media and with Hoosier Health behind the scenes, as you've been diligently hard at work with this and natural, holistic, organic ways to boost your immune system, keep you healthy, and get you off of pharmaceutical pills. And I think now's the, the appropriate time to focus on some of that, isn't it? I agree with you. Absolutely. So it's all about uh, preventative care. And right now, um, as kids and families are, you know, ready to go back to school, starting school, it's good to start to ramp up those immune systems because not only for your children's health, but also for yours because you don't want to get sick either. And natural is so much better and with less side effects. Um, Not just because it's healthy does not mean there aren't side effects. So make sure you know who you're, you know, what herbs you're taking and who you're talking with and make sure that you really understand. Let your doctor know, of course. Um, and, and that way you're better prepared. Yeah. But one thing I would suggest um, is euchanasia root. Um, do not take it if you have an autoimmune disorder, though. This really ramps up the immune system. Mm-hmm. Now, what is it again? Euchanasia root. Euchanasia so if you root. Get the flu or the cold, you'll hear people say, ah, oh, go get some euchanasia. And they have, you know, tea in every store aisle, I think, that has euchanasia in it for cold and flu. Um, so yeah, you could do a tea or, um, which is the best way to do it. Um, or you can even get that in a tincture and you can start your little one on a small dose of that about two to three weeks before school starts. And then you can kind of keep it going. It's safe to do in small amounts long-term. 
And you really can also use it if they show signs of cold or flu, or if you do or anyone in your family does, um, because that will also help the severity of it and hopefully shorten that. Um, so that is one great preventative measure. I like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a new so, one. It's, so you give that to us. I know you give that to us. The only one I can remember, which is why you're the master at this, and I'm absolutely god awful at trying to remember all these, because the only one I ever remember is elderberry, which uh, taking either the elderberry gummies for kids, <laughs> taking the elderberry concentrate for the adult uh, when you get an allergy. But that's about the only one that I ever remember. So elderberry is awesome. Um, and that has been known historically used for, gosh, hundreds of years to help uh, with cold, flu, asthma, respiratory issues, allergies. So this is really, really great. Now, you can't take high doses of this long term, but at first sign or during the duration of a cold or flu, you'll definitely want to do it. And now they come in these convenient gummies that kids absolutely love. Um, if you can do the concentrate, that's better. We absolutely like to do a tablespoon of concentrate a day of elderberry. Um, that one I always take at first sign, as, along with oregano tincture. So oregano, it's called oregano spirits, but that's because the oregano is tinctured in a high proof alcohol. Sure. And so you're going to extract more of those um, compounds that you're looking for, those healing compounds from the herb, usually in an alcoholic tincture. However, alcohol is not advised for children, even though it's a couple drops that's okay. You're going to do something called vegetable glycerin, and they sell that as well. But oregano is like the king of king of herbs. And that is antibacterial, antiviral. Um, it is also great to take at the very first sign of a cold or flu, take a couple drops of that. I say half a dropper of that to a full dropper if you can handle that, and maybe one ounce of water, just because it's so potent and doesn't taste the greatest. And then have, you know, an elderberry gummy or an elderberry tablespoon of concentrated syrup. And those work together immensely well. And usually by morning, you really don't have much signs of the said cold or flu. So this is something that, like you said, if you start seeing an onset of or if it starts to hit you, this is when you take it. It's not something that you just take as a right. preventative measure as a everyday, like put it near the bedside and just take it when you wake up in the morning consistently kind of thing. No, no, that one is not preventative. The preventative one's going to be more of your, you know, more of your habits, like your hand washing and your good diet. And then also the euthanasia route. That's going to be the type of preventative care. But then when you get that first sign, you get that God awful sneeze and you know, you're getting sick and you have the, Oh no, dreaded moment. That's when you're going to go ahead and reach for the elderberry. You're going to go ahead and reach for the oregano. What are some of the preventative ones, and where does vitamin D fall into this? And I know vitamin D has been one uh, that's been a point of conversation for really the last couple of years during the COVID-19 pandemic that helps boost the immune system. But where does that fall into this uh, regiment? So vitamin D, absolutely. Um, that's what kept us healthy during the pandemic. Um, and a lot of there was a lot of buzz around vitamin D. So uh, I don't think many are a stranger to it, but it is essential, absolutely essential. Um, for children, vitamin D, the best way to get it is outside. Go play in the sunshine and make them eat their vegetables. The leafy greens are where it's at. You want that mineral content. You want that vitamin D. You want it in your leafy greens. You want it in a well-balanced diet. Now, for uh, us adults, we're deficient because we don't get outside enough. We don't have a 30-minute recess every day outside. We don't have a lot of sun exposure as much as our children do, let's say. 
So a lot of us are deficient in that. And so we will need to supplement that with vitamin D supplements. Now, here's the thing. I actually wrote and, and shared something a while ago on my Facebook page at Hoosier Health. I write a weekly blog, and thank you so much for sharing it last week, um, on, on the Back to School, um, where you can find all this information I'm talking about today. That uh, I did write a blog about vitamin D and the importance it is to take it with vitamin K2, so that way it evenly distributes calcium into your bones and, um, and not into your joints and heart arteries and your kidneys. Um, so it's important to have, if you are going to take a vitamin D supplement, to pair it with vitamin K2. K2 is also important in your children's diet, absolutely. Um, but instead of taking a supplement with that, they are going to eat more fermented foods like sauerkraut and pickles even, um, anything that has a little bit of fermentation. Um, so, again, if they're eating that healthy diet, they're going to go ahead and get that vitamin D. Vitamin D boosts the immune system um, and is, is just great for your overall health. And it's something we all definitely need to to watch our levels on for sure. Um, because vitamin D, without it, actually, we will get a lot of illness if our vitamin D levels are low. Yeah, very interesting. Let's hold on the line here if you can, because we're gonna we got to take a hard break here. So when we come back, I want to continue this and talk about the difference between maybe flu season and allergy season. And is the treatments the same for both of them, or is it one and the same where we can do both, or do we have to do something different for those as well? It's Hoosier Health. You can find it on Facebook at Hoosier Health. Find all the articles. You can find that information. The website, HoosierHealth.com, is coming soon. I can tell you that. And we'll plug that when it's up and going here as well. But it's Mrs. Voice of Reason, Tiffany Hoosier, Master Herbalist with Hoosier Health. We'll continue this conversation right around the corner on a Friday here for The Voice of Reason. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Reason, common sense, rationale. That's what it's all about here on the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Welcome back into it here on the Voice of Reason. Always great to have you as we talk about some of the holistic remedies, alternative medicines, ways that you don't have to go to that Claritin. You don't have to go to those pharmaceutical pills where they can give you that instant relief for a while at least. But can we do it naturally to where we don't have to worry about this stuff? And while we're going into flu season, going into allergy season, as you notice, and I, I mean, I can attest to it, the fact that I don't really ever miss any time on the radio from being sick and very rarely do we get sick. And if so, I mean, we battle through it, but it lasted a extremely short amount of time based on the regiments that we're at, which to me, at least, I mean, everybody's different. Everybody uses their stuff personally in a different way, but for us, it, it works great and uh, I think there's a lot of people that are curious, that are open, that are idealistic, that are thinking about going down this road and saying, well, maybe I don't need to be on eight different pharmaceutical pills, which is way that so many are across the nation. Right now we're hanging out with, yes, the Mrs. Voice of Reason. She is the owner of Hoosier Health uh, with the Hoosier Media Network, part of that as well. She's a master herbalist as we talk about remedies for allergy and flu season. And you, you pretty much mentioned it a little bit in the last segment, but is there really a different type of regiment between allergies and flu, or are they kind of one and the same of just we're boosting the immune system to fight whatever may come your way? That's exactly it. We are boosting the immune system. We are taking preventative measures, and we are getting ourselves healthy to combat whatever. And then at first sign, because when you first have that hard sneeze or that tickle in the back of your throat, you don't know right then and there what it is. Um 
So it could go either way. It could be a cold or it could be as severe as the flu. So we're going to attack it the same way. So that's when we're going to go ahead and grab the zinc. Zinc is huge. You know about that. Um, You want to take that at the first sign. Like I said, the oregano spirits or oregano tincture is amazing. The elderberry is great for enduring. Um, Preventative care in your diet, you know, making sure the probiotics are up. Like they say, you know, eat an apple a day keeps the doctor away. It's because we want to keep that gut bacteria healthy, which in turn makes our immune system healthy because people are now realizing and researchers are finally realizing that our immune systems are reactive upon our gut health. That is interesting. So, yes. So we want to definitely do what we can. And, you know, and if you you can have a diet with zinc in it, um, if you eat beef, if you eat, um, I'm trying to think of it all right now, uh, it is spinach, pumpkin seeds. That's another huge one. So if you kind of just teach your kids to eat healthy, you eat healthy with them, have meals together. I know it's hard in the hustle and bustle, um, but it'll be so beneficial to get that gut health up, to get your immune system up. Um, and, and, and attack anything at the first sign. And there are so many different remedies and herbs that you can use to, to really, I can't say guarantee won't get you sick, but if you do, it won't be as horrible. And a lot of school won't be missed and a lot of work won't be missed. And at least it'll be more tolerable and more manageable without the hard pharmaceuticals. Yeah, you're only down a short amount of time. Now, you mentioned pumpkin seeds. Does that include pumpkin spice? I am so sorry. Oh, no. Yeah, those that love the lattes are not happy with me. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. All right. Well, that's not going to help your gut health if you get that pumpkin spice latte. So uh, there it is. Tiffany Hoosier, Master Herbalist, Hoosier Health. You can find them on Facebook, Hoosier Health, uh, on their H-O-O-S-E-R Health. The website, HoosierHealth.com, will be up very soon. We'll keep you posted on that one. And you can get consultations. You can, uh, if you're trying to wean yourself off, if you have those illnesses, if you want that second opinion outside of that pharmaceutical, you can do that as well as you do take those clients as well. Tiffany Hoosier, Mrs. Voice of Reason. Kind of got a hot voice, too. I'm telling you. Uh, Mrs. Voice of Reason right there. We appreciate it. And uh, we will get another health update from you again real soon. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. All right. There it is. Tiffany Hoosier, Master Herbalist, Hoosier Health on Facebook at Hoosier Health and Mrs. Voice of Reason all into one as well. I don't know how she handles my craziness, but that's why I'm up and can annoy her all the time is because she keeps me healthy. So I guess it's a double-edged sword for her. Ah! All right. When we come back, we'll shift gears a little bit. We'll talk about another holistic remedy with Kratom, some pain medication, Matt Caddow. With the American Kratom Association, we'll do that right around the corner here on The Voice of Reason. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. I told you the show would fly right on by. Holy cow, a half hour left on the home stretch here for the final day of the week. Make sure to stay tuned in for our syndicated program over the weekend. We have a lot to get to on Saturday or Sunday or whenever you air it in your local market as well. If you air it, if not, you can always find it on our podcast, The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Again, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You can find all the information at HoosierReason.com and any of your favorite podcasting sites. Subscribe to it. 
listened to it. Our podcast numbers have been awesome lately. Thank you so much. We love you guys to death, even in some of these states and markets that we don't have a radio affiliate with for either this show or the weekend show. So you guys are killing it. We always love you to death. Thank you so much. And uh, we continue on with our uh, week-long salute for the final time. We're all going to die because of you! (laughs) Our week-long salute to health as we talked about some herbal remedies, natural holistic remedies with the master herbalist herself in the last little bit of the program and ways that we can try and manage ourselves. We can better ourselves. We can improve ourselves without relying on that pharmaceutical industry, which I have to tell you, the more I learn about the health system in general, the pharmaceutical industry, the vaccination industry, all that stuff, I am becoming more and more anti, not just complacent, but just anti the more I learn about it. And it just angers me. And what can we do about that? And unfortunately, good and bad, because I'm the eternal optimist, so there's always a positive side of things. The FDA and our latest in what's trending... What's trending today? The FDA loves to have their greedy hands on regulatory issues when they don't currently have any regulatory say in some industries. And one of them is Kratom. Now, for those that don't know what Kratom is, we'll talk about here in just a second. But uh, there's been some news headlines lately of the FDA working to try and regulate it more, to try and restrict it more, and potentially even try to get it off the market I don't see that ever happening, but God forbid if it actually does. What's going on with it and what can you use it for to better your life in general as well? Happy to have back on the program. It's been a while since we've had him on here. He's the Senior Fellow for the American Kratom Association. It's Mac Haddo on the line with us here. Mac, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Andy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's so good to have you back on the show. Before we get into what the news is going on right now, just in general, for those that may not be aware of what this product actually is, what in the world is Kratom? So Kratom is a plant that grows principally in Southeast Asia because of the unique environmental and soil conditions there. However, there is a substantial and growing uh, Kratom farm in Hawaii that promises to be in upwards of a million trees in the next two years, which is great news for American consumers because it eliminates one of the tools that the FDA is using currently to try to restrict access to Kratom by putting an import alert on all Kratom coming in from out of the country. So uh, it really is an, a plant that uh, people use for a variety of reasons. If A lot of people use it for a replacement for a cup of coffee, energy boost, increased focus as you drink this Kratom tea. Uh, at higher doses, people use it to manage symptoms of anxiety and depression. And then at even higher doses, people have found that it's a very effective alternative to opioids in managing acute and chronic pain. And for those that are struggling with opioid addictions, it helps them wean off of and replace those opioids with a, a plant-based product, which is why the FDA absolutely hates Kratom and wants to try to eliminate it from the marketplace. Yeah, there's a lot more uh, aspects to it than I was even aware of. We use, and we have, I love Kratom. We use it at our home, and we have the Red Bolly uh, for the pain management because we try to use that instead of taking an Advil or a Vicodin or some type of pain pill, uh, we use the Kratom for that for some type of pain management, and it works amazingly, and I absolutely love it. But uh, I had completely forgotten about the energy boost and some of the other features that it does. Right. It's all dose-dependent, and it, it has some properties in it that uh, really are a significant advantage in the pain management sphere over the traditional opioids that are used. For example, Kratom binds to the same MU opioid receptors, but it doesn't have what's called a full agonist activity like you see with traditional opioids. You do not get the euphoric high 
that draws you back and sucks you into an addiction, and it does not go to the respiratory system, which is why you see the signature response of an opioid for an overdose, where people literally suffocate because it suppresses your respiratory system. Kratom doesn't do that. It goes to a different sector of the brain, uh, and it manages pain. And they found that just in recent studies in the last two years, funded by the National Institute on Drug Abuse, that Kratom actually goes to the alpha alpha-ergic center of the brain, which is the same place that Noxalone works, in order to unbind the opioid's binding affinity to uh, your receptors, which causes that uh, addiction liability and the overdose deaths. Wow. Uh, it's an amazing pill. It's an amazing thing that you guys have. And like you said, it's not just pills. We use the capsules, but you have the teas and so many other uh, ways for you to actually use this. And of course, the FDA and the government and the health departments don't like this stuff because it's not regulated through them. They're not making the profits off it. And it has so many benefits without the ill consequences to that, which is why leading up to the cases now we're seeing the government, including the FDA specifically, trying to come after Kratom, trying to come after the industry, trying to either ban it or at least regulate it, saying that there are people that overdose on this product. Now, I remember seeing a headline. I live in Kansas here in Wichita, where our flagship radio station is. There was a case a few weeks ago of someone that that they say that someone had overdosed on Kratom, which, again, I mean, if you're overdosing on Kratom, I'm almost kind of impressed with how much you'd had to take on that because it's not something that you can easily overdose on in any way, shape, or form. So talk about what the latest litigation is and what the government's trying to do. So the science on Kratom is very clear in that in pure natural Kratom and those Kratom products that are using food-grade extraction methods to create an extract product are safe. But if in an unregulated marketplace, meaning that the FDA doesn't do the basic regulations to have good manufacturing practices, making sure that extraction methods are used that are food-grade solvents so that consumers are protected, Then you have the wild, wild west where there are products being marketed that simply shouldn't be on the marketplace. And the the specific instance of the death in Florida, we don't know, no one knows whether or not the Kratom product that was ingested by that individual was actually the cause of death. And the reason we don't know is that there was no defense offered by the Kratom vendor. Unfortunately, they sold a product that was came in a plastic pouch with marketing around it that said that it had super potent enhanced extract effects. Uh, that, that is the code name for an adulterated product. They've added something to it that is not natural Kratom product. And the FDA loves to see this because it is their goal in order to ban Kratom by claiming these deaths. And it is a product that never should have been on the marketplace in the first place. It came in a, in a Ziploc bag, literally, with someone writing with a Sharpie space dust on it. And there's no directions for use. There's absolutely no way of knowing if that was a pure Kratom product or that it was adulterated with something like fentanyl or heroin or cocaine, which are the traditional uh, adulterants that are added by bad vendors because the FDA is not doing their basic job to protect us, uh, and yet the FDA continues to let them on the market. We, for example, at the American Kratom Association, have referred uh, 80 companies in the last three years who are marketing the Kratom products that they're manufacturing and selling illegally. Now, if the FDA were truly trying to protect consumers, they would have removed those products from the marketplace by using every tool at their disposal, including prosecuting those companies. They talk that Kratom's bad because people are self-medicating for opioid cessation, alcohol cessation, and all these therapeutic claims, and yet they will not act against those companies that are using those illegal marketing tactics. 
it shows you how disingenuous the FDA truly is on trade. Well, I was going to say, is it almost the agenda? Is they want it to be unregulated like that, so that way people do have harm, so that way they can demonize the product and eventually try and get it off the market altogether? Is that the motive behind all this? It's exactly the game plan. They did the same thing against all dietary supplements in 1994. Congress, in an unprecedented action, unanimously voted to approve the Dietary Supplement and Health and Education Act, which significantly restricted the ability of the FDA to rein in and ban dietary supplements. Now, in, in a 10 years after the passage of that law, the FDA literally sat on their hands and did nothing to enforce that law in the hope that the industry would implode on itself, that, that there would be companies that would manufacture bad products, adulterate them, and kill people, so that the FDA could come back and say, see, we need to ban these products. Well, thankfully, the industry got into a self-regulation mode. They reported the bad actors. And today you have a, a multi-billion dollar industry with 50,000 products that are on the market where people are exercising their freedoms to use these products for their health and well-being. That's what the FDA hates. They want everything to be a new drug application. They want to be able to collect prescription drug user fees so that they can collect more money uh, from the pharmaceutical industry, and they want to restrict the freedoms of American people to make intelligent and, and you know, decisions about the products and form decisions based on good labeling. Yeah, it is unfortunate. We're talking with Mac Haddow. He's the senior fellow for the American Kratom Association. As you can find more about what Kratom is, how you can use it, what the benefits are, and for you to be able to use this one. Uh, Mac, we got to take a hard break here in just about a minute. Can you stick over with us for another segment? Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Because when we come back, I want to talk about the liability lawsuits, because I know this is part of it as well, saying, hold on, wait, like you said, we're not regulating this. Kratom as an industry needs to be held liable for these deaths. But yet, at the same time, what I find ironic about this, and this is, again, the hypocrisy within the federal agencies, the government agencies, and how they're tied to big pharma or any type of pharmaceutical industry, is the fact that right now, uh, lawsuits against vaccines are not allowed, and they don't have any type of liability lawsuits because they're completely protected. So we can have irreversible actions and we can have negative consequences based on vaccines. I don't know, like the COVID-19 vaccine that's happening in society right now, and we can have negative and irreversible actions that happen there, but we can't go after the pharmaceutical industry for those. But by golly, we're going to hold the Kratom uh, accountable for one, two deaths that we've seen for what they consider is an overdose that, like you said, we don't even know whether it's a legitimate overdose issue or not. So we'll talk about that when we come back here again. It's Matt Caddow, Senior Fellow for the American Kratom Association. As we have one more segment left to wrap up for a Friday today, talking some of these alternative medicines, getting you off of these daggone pharmaceutical pills, those feel goods, and let's get you healthy again and do it the proper way with so many benefits with something like Kratom. Right back after this here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. Just a few minutes left here on the show. Oh, how it flies right on by. I don't think people are aware how popular Kratom is across the nation. If you don't know what it is, then it's very easy for you to find, and it is all over the place, and even here in Kansas where we're at. I mean, you can go to an alternative store, one of the smoke shops, they usually have it, and you can find it in the pill form, you can find the tea form, you can find it uh, however you want to make your 
own it and use it for so many different purposes it's amazing and like i said i've used it tons mrs voice of reason used it as well this uh, alternative to not using so many pharmaceutical pills the american kratom association you can find them online to learn more about it at americankratom.org that's uh, k-r-a-t-o-m AmericanKratom.org. Right now we're talking with the senior fellow for the American Kratom Association, Mac Haddo. Mac, uh, it, it is popular. Do you know, uh, ideally, how many people across the nation right now use Kratom and support it? More than 15 million Kratom consumers in the United States, and wow. it's growing exponentially. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, of course, when we hear one story down in Florida about someone overdosing, now, of course, that 15 million goes out the window because that one person died. So, therefore, uh, that we don't even know why they died or if Kratom was involved with it or not. But the, by golly, we're going to blame Kratom. So, that just gives the opportunity for them to come after you guys uh, because of that one. We talked about the liability going into the break. Uh, isn't it ironic how they want to hold? Kratom as an industry liable because they're not making the money off of it, but yet Big Pharma's not held liable when we see negative reactions to a vaccine. Absolutely correct. There are three bad actors in the Kratom space right now. One is the FDA. They spew disinformation every single day. Things that they know and they have within their, uh, their sphere, the scientific information that contradicts what they say, they just don't care. They, they are pushing out complete lies about Kratom. Secondly, you have medical examiners who do not do their own independent thinking about Kratom. They just rely on what the FDA says, and anytime they see Kratom is detected in a talk screen, which would not be surprising by the, because of the number of people are using it, particularly those that are struggling with opioid addictions, and they're using it to get off of Kratom. So if they, in that journey, happen to have an overdose because of the underlying drug that they're taking, then the, the medical examiner would be obligated to, to find the true source of the death. And then third, you have trial attorneys. They want to exploit the situation. They are in an unholy alliance with the FDA because they know that the FDA won't regulate it, and they want to go into court and say, look, the FDA claims that Kratom is bad, and here you have a death, and we're blaming Kratom for it. When you look at the cases that have been filed, there is not a single case that is Kratom only as a death. You might have taken Kratom that day. You might have drunk a cup of coffee that day. You might have had a bottle of water. There are any number of things that will show up in a talk screen that have nothing to do with the death, and yet these, these trial attorneys are exploiting the FDA's failure to properly regulate Kratom, and they're making a buck off of it. And unfortunately, if I were a family member and I had a family member that died, I would want to know the truth. And right now, you don't find the truth with trial attorneys. And you certainly aren't going to find the truth with the FDA. And unfortunately, the medical examiners are largely just duped into this narrative that the FDA pushes out. We've got to fight back. The truth is, should prevail in these cases. And currently, it's not being the thing that the, the trial attorneys or the medical examiners are looking at. Yeah, it is, again, mind-boggling to me about the lies, manipulation, and hypocrisy that we're seeing from health departments, from these government agencies that are supposedly trying to keep us safe and healthy uh, with the way they handle certain issues, something like Kratom, compared to something like a COVID-19 vaccination, which I find uh, quite interesting. Uh, Mac, we got just about 45 seconds to a minute here left, but with all the attacks you guys are seeing right now coming after the industry, are you optimistic about coming out and prevailing on the end of all this? The truth is going to prevail here, and we're fighting back at every turn. We're not going to let these trial attorneys win. We're not going to let the FDA get away with it, with what they're doing. Uh, you will see a bill filed in the U.S. Uh, Congress, both in the Senate and the House, in the next couple of weeks, which will rein in the FDA 
just like they did back in 1994 when the FDA was trying to get rid of all dietary supplements. We're going to fight this battle and win in the end. People should go to AmericanKratom.org, or if you want to have more information, go to KratomAnswers.org. Both great websites in order to find good information about Kratom. Oh, I like it. AmericanKratom.org. Go and check it out. Matt Caddo, Senior Fellow for the American Kratom Association. Mac, we appreciate the time again very much as well. Keep up the fight. Keep letting people know about what's going on. Let's get you back on and do this again real soon. Thanks, Andy, and, good, and good, certainly keep up the fight on your end. Hey, always we appreciate it very much. We'll definitely keep pushing on this end. That's what we do, baby. Trying to educate, bring that wisdom and knowledge to people, trying to let people know what the heck's going on, and this is an important one. The battle for your health is upon you. The battle for health independent, for self-sufficiency, not relying on the government or those that are in bed with the government to take care of you. I'm kind of sick and tired of that, and I think a lot of people are as well. And that awakening began to happen during the COVID-19 pandemic and beyond. All right, that does it for us today. Podcast up in a little bit. Be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst for change. We'll see you on the syndicated program over the weekend. Back at it again on Monday again as well. Until then, this is the voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.